Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. So I was I was walking around, I was meditating. I was going to prepare some coffee. I opened, it was a new one, the foil. And it cut me here. A very long and thick one and blood was coming so i was meditating on this on on this conversation how we are so loaded with this reality yet we know so i cleaned with tissue and i was going upstairs and i look at it again i said blood you stop now in the name of jesus christ be mended and close up i don't want to see you again and i blew in the name of jesus christ I walked like from here to where the camera is. And when I got there, the blood has stopped. There was no cut. It has mended. It's here. I int- because I'm saying this, I intentionally left the tissue. This is where the church must get to. Unfortunately, we are afraid of unnecessary things. It tells you of how much fleshy we are. We have zeal. But no knowledge. We have zeal, but no power. Then the Lord reminded me in 2013, I was praying and I was telling God that I need this grace to pray for people that have scars and let the scar vanishes. And He said, This is the beginning of it. Did we not pray for Hilda? Her cut was bigger and deeper. Everybody, most people saw it there. By the time we walked and came here, it has sealed. It was as if there was nothing. This is when you know you are growing in the faith. Where now things begin to listen to you. If today, common stomach ache cannot listen to your voice. Cough cannot listen to you. And you cannot live above these things. You have growth. If I were you, may Christ not come now. Because it tells you how baby you are. You don't expect some crowns. Can you see what I'm saying? Today I can go out and meet an unbeliever who has a soul. And based on these experiences, I can pray and see the soul healed, covered. The guy will believe Jesus. Because signs and wonders are for the unbelievers. Not for you. So we have growth. People
people speak of the Holy Ghost like you know when we say don't speak evil against men of God we are not saying that because we think we are, we are you can't speak because what we do is not our strength what we do is by the Holy Ghost do you know why I said thank you Holy Ghost he breathed on me just right here I saw an angel standing here the Holy Ghost breathed on me like that meaning keep saying what I, he was encouraging me to keep saying what I'm saying without him I don't have the boldness to tell you what I'm telling you so as he's talking to you you look beyond the spirit and see man and you speak against what he's doing let me just give you an advice you can even go to a church that is in a classroom or excuse me say on the rubbish dump don't ever open your mouth and discredit it you are not building a church you are not dead for anyone it is for a reason he keeps people in a classroom it is for a reason he will keep people under the tree it is for a reason he will keep people in a big auditorium it is all by the doing of the Holy Ghost you don't speak ill of it whether you like the person or not shut your mouth the only thing the Bible says you can partake of is sharing with them good things that is what you are permitted to do but today unfortunately people can just open their mouth and speak against men of God speak against the things of God speak life is not about your earthly school life we have become so selfish we don't even look beyond who does the world belong to the church look at it whether Apollos, Paul, Cephas the world or life or death things present or things to come I told you things to come don't fall into the hands of God it's a terrible thing don't speak against the Holy Ghost don't speak he said Jesus whom we knew in the flesh we don't know him now in the flesh like that the Jesus that walked upon the earth that they could slap him step. when John saw the same Jesus he fell at his feet because his eyes were as fire his hair were as white as wool his feet was burning like brass and his voice was the sound of many waters he saw Jesus differently and you speak against Jesus like this you are afraid of your boss you are afraid of your father you are afraid of somebody. You are not afraid of Jesus. Because you think you can't see him, so you have mouth. Do you know what he said in the book of Matthew? He said, anybody that dealt with the gospel, with Jesus, the church, he said, it is either the person will fall on the rock, or the rock shall mash him and grind him into powder. Don't joke with these three things. The Holy Ghost, Jesus, and the blood. That's how come you can't take communion anyhow. You see, he is not saying anything. The question is, I am born again. Will he, can he deal with me? I can't answer you. No, I can't answer everything. Right? If I tell you I can answer you everything, I'm a false preacher. I cannot answer. Paul says that these, these things that we have seen, we have no words to explain. Musterion. It's not everything we can say. There are some things we need to get there. Have you ever heard of some men of God who have been to hell and come back and say, we saw some pastors and some Christians in hell. And all of them, when I look at their story, said the only reason why they are in hell was because of unforgiveness. 
and bitterness. Pastor Yongicho, an amazing man of God, the Lord was telling me about him when he went into heaven, how they accorded him. That's another story. Your entry into heaven must be in style. Don't enter into heaven like a commoner. Enter into heaven in style. His assistant pastor died and went to hell. The Lord brought him back anyway. When he came back, he was sitting in his couch like this. And a sword from a demon went through the chair and entered into his heart. In the spirit. So he started, mm, my heart, mm, my heart, my heart. By the time, because the wife was already dead. By the time they came, he was dead. And he went to hell straight. You, you, you watched the video. The reason why he went to hell was because a night before he died. No, the wife died. They had an argument and he did not forgive the wife. So the wife died without him saying, I am sorry. Or I forgive you. Or I repent of it. And he died. So he went to hell. But Jesus brought him back. Now Jesus took him to heaven. When he went to heaven, he has been in ministry for 20 years. For the 20 years, he has no place to sleep. Because he was preaching, that he had 20 branches all over. But he has never worked the work of God to give him materials for the building in heaven. So when he went, he saw that there was, they were building materials on the floor. And angels were sitting down, like you are sitting down. And he asked the angel, why are these angels sitting down? He said, these are your angels that are waiting for your materials to build your house. But then in his church, there was an old lady who comes to church. And as I'm preaching like this, she will hide under the, under the stage. If the man is preaching for five hours, she will be praying there, interceding for him, that the Lord will grant him wisdom and, and, and eloquence and whatever to preach to the people. He was collecting all the funds, if I can say that. And the people were seeing that he was a major man of God. Has, you know, uh, one friend is saying, general overseer. But when he went to heaven, he saw another building and he said, whose house is this? He said, whose mansion is this? And he mentioned, he said, that woman. And the man of God said, no, I'm not talking about whether she's here or not. I'm saying, whose house is this? And he said, it's that woman. So the angel showed him a video of the woman's life. When the woman gets like 20 CDs, the man of God was on the woman's mind more than her health and her life. She will use the 20 CDs and go to town and buy socks <laughs> and eggs and anything that the money can buy. And then she will come and dash it to the man of God. And she kept doing that every time. So she was giving to the man of God and she was praying. If you won't pray for us, don't insult us. You don't even pray for us, but you insult us. We can take a decision by the Holy Ghost and you might not like it. You will go home and speak ill of us. Because you might be older or richer in the flesh. But you have no idea that you are speaking against the Holy Ghost and his decisions. You see, if you are a Bible lover, 
The word of God constrains you. You fear. You fear. It's called reverence of God. You fear God so much that you even utter. David, you see, when God said, David is a man after my own heart. One of the reasons was that David feared men that have received anointing. Even when the anointing has left them, David couldn't say anything. David had to kill the man that came to report that Saul was dead. He said, are you not afraid? Are you not afraid to speak of God's anointed? But today, 21st century tells you that the man of God is not. He's just like a man like you. He's not like a man like you. Don't deceive yourself. He is not a man like you. God saw you were there. He chose him. God saw you were there. He made him speak his word. Don't allow pride. I'm going to, maybe next week, I'll have time and teach on pride. Because I think this is one area that the church needs to hear. The Bible says that pride goes before a fall. It, it always has one destination. A fall. And it says, when you are pride, proud, God will resist you. There are a lot of believers whose life will never go forward. There's nothing they will do in this life that will see progression. It's not the devil. It's pride. What the Bible say? God resists. Now, check the meaning of resist the devil and God resists. They are the same words. The same way you can resist the devil and he will flee. The Bible says when you resist the devil, in the Greek, can I stand? In the Greek, it is like smoking him to a point where he's looking for, like he's, he's, he's afraid. He's running. He's, he's so afraid that he's looking for any available opening to go through. That's what it means. Resist the devil. He will flee. They flee. That's what it means. Now the Bible says that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. If I were you, every day of my life, say, Lord, make me humble. When the Lord begins to humble you, you begin to see progression. It doesn't matter where you started your life from. It doesn't matter which family you come from. It takes humility to progress. Now, if God resists you, he's resisting you in love. Before you fall. He will resist you. you your job is not doing well. Your marriage, everything, he will resist you. If like go to any man of God, they will see in part and tell you everything, give you a contract, it will never happen. Because Satan is not the one who is resisting you. Like I'm, I'm rebuking God. Sometimes it's not the devil. We pray amiss. It's not the devil. It's just when you are resisted. You think you can speak to men of God anyhow? You can speak to your leaders anyhow? You can speak to... Once God has chosen them, he has sanctified them for his use. And once it is him, it is like you go to a church that you are older than. You think you are better than the leader? You think you are better than the people? So, you want to dictate to them? You want to... They don't listen to human beings. If they were listening to human beings, they would not be here. We receive instructions from the Holy Ghost. Yeah. 
Are you getting it? You are my people. I'm not saying this because I want you to, I don't want you to say anything bad about me. But you see, even me, when I'm around you and I'm, I'm lying, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm careful because you are born again. You have the Holy Ghost. Do you think I can stand in front of you and lie? No. Because I know if you don't know today, because of the Spirit, one day, it will come out. Don't joke with a believer. Not to talk of people that God has chosen. When God resists you, you are in trouble. That is my prayer every day. And I'm sitting in my car and I'm going to work. I say, Lord, make me humble. Lord, make me humble. Sometimes I weep. I say, Lord, make... Because it is the only way he says he will, he will give you grace. He will give you... He gives grace to the humble. Don't allow some small money you have or some education or some house you live in or some pedigree. Don't let it make you puff up like we read in Acts chapter 12. The king. He behaved like he was a god. The Bible says the angel of the Lord struck him. Just because he didn't say tomorrow by the grace of um, if it's God's will. Because he thought tomorrow was his. God is not going to strike you. But he can resist you. This is, no, you, you, this is how you know you have been resisted. Once he resists you, you realize that people who don't deserve, they are not in your shoes. They are not in your rank. You realize that they are going up. Realize things are happening for them. Then you realize that the thing you do, it is not moving like that. Just know. Go back to God and start praying for humility. We should read Psalm 131 verse 1. Okay. Psalm 131 verse 1. He said, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. This humility. Let me see TPT. Lord, my heart is meek before you. I don't consider myself better than others. I'm content to not pursue matters that are over my head. Such as your complex mysteries and wonders that I am not yet ready to understand. I keep telling you this. When anybody preaches, teaches, and you don't understand, don't speak ill of them. Make sure you go home and study it. Have understanding of what they are saying first before you judge them and you speak evil of them. Don't speak. You, you, listen, whether you like it or not, the preacher has been placed as your coach. Which means there are some, you know, Naturally, if God makes you the head pastor here, there are some graces he will give you just because you are here that I will not have. Can you see that? So you see, there are some matters that are above you, spiritual matters that might be above you. Stop pretending like you know them. In fact, don't use school or human knowledge to always match spiritual things. You will offend God. Don't. Don't. In your world, they say save, so you make money. In our world, it says give, and you make money. So don't insult the one that is giving in church. He's following scripture because he belongs to a different world. And the, and the, and the economy demands something different. No, because we are talking about, listen, if I knew, if I knew this long ago, maybe my life would not be like this. I'm a minister and I'm speaking against another minister. 
or another minister's, you know, servant, who has made me a lord over them? You must see everybody as your brethren so you can address them. You see, that if you don't understand these things, don't eat communion. Because we have all become one body. I'm talking against you and that church and that place and that yet I will take the body, the body of Christ and I will eat thinking I will receive health. Reason why it is not helping. Reason why you eat and you are still sick. How can I eat the body of Christ yet I don't talk to you, yet I, I, I hate you, yet I can't forgive you. Nobody is saying don't be angry because the Bible says be angry. But it said and sin not. He said, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So, you are, you are allowed to be angry, but you can bounce out of it. And when you forgive, you forgive freely. You don't forgive and say, I'm being careful. You are being careful. Careful of what? When Jesus forgave you, he forgave you as though you have done nothing. That is forgiveness. But I forgive you and I'm being careful. The relationship will not be like that. I, I don't have anything in my heart for you, but the relationship will not be like that. You have not forgiven. Amen. Amen. Oh, the Bible says knowledge perfect. Hallelujah. Okay, before I say final, final. Anybody has any more, one last question? Okay, I think um, there was a place where you were talking about uh, sacrifice. I think it was in uh, Hebrews 10. 10, 5, yeah. Yeah. And then I was asking myself, why then do we go to church and put sacrifices on the altar if we are not supposed to? I need a little insight. Okay. Because there are a lot of churches who are still living life as though we are in the Old Testament. You see, the Old Testament stuff, when you read the stories, like they are adventurous. (laughs) Sacrifice, covenant. Fire. You know, this kind of thing. So, look, I've done some before. I gave a revelation. Oh, Jesus, we've done things. Mommy, I gave the revelation. I said, look, if you put money on the altar, blood begins to come out of the money because it's sacrifice. Because it's, you know, lie. You know, because you are forced to give revelation. Your giving to God today is not sacrifice. It is love. It's expression of your love and your faith. It's not sacrifice. Because there's no, you see, so they said that give, put a seed on the altar so that God will open the door for you. Put a seed on the altar so that this thing will happen for you. So that God, you know, some of you, God will not hear your prayer, but God can expedite the miracle when you put certain amount of, you know, so Jeremiah 3.14, so bring 314 Ghana City. You know, 7,000. <laughs> oh, I've done it before. I think I was, I was teaching Jeremiah, if it's not Jeremiah, the chapter was 5, the verse was 13. So I said, Sunday, as they are coming, in the name of Jesus Christ, bring 513 Ghana, or 51 CD, 30 pesos, or 5 CD. Yeah. The way they brought it, so Sunday, I'm standing here. Patakaya, raka. We have prayed. I say, you did you bring your, your money? Your money will speak for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, come on, bring it there. <laughs> because they are under bondage. 
They are afraid that if you don't do it, no door will open for me. I will not be blessed. Nothing will happen to me. Because they have not been taught the gospel. This guy is blessed already. You are not giving seed to be blessed. What you are doing with, by giving seed to God is by saying, God, I love you. I appreciate you making money come into my hands. This money is not mine. It is yours. This is my expression of love to you. This is my expression of faith because I believe you are my source of money. Until you see God as your source, giving money will be out of compulsion. Do you know how many people have given seed to the altar that was not out of a cheerful heart? That nothing will happen. They were given out of compulsion. Look, don't give God money because you are pushed to do that. You will receive no, no reward. Can I tell you something? See, sometimes, based on the situation, even if you don't have money to give him, he will cause to come to you. He loves to show you his love so you can express his love to him. Do you understand what I mean? That is how come you cannot covenant on money with God. Say, God, I want my womb to be opened. So I'm covenanting with you. You realize that you will insult God after three years. Because I've done my part. I've paid my 300 cities or 500 cities. Why am I still not pregnant? Very soon they will say, our God is a liar. He doesn't exist. But God doesn't give you a child because he wants to covenant with you. He gives you a child because he is the God of all flesh. He will choose to give you because you are his child. Can you see this? So, they ask you to bring sacrifice. sacrifice. So, in some churches, they have a lot of offerings. Plenty of them. Tell us the truth. We want to use this one to do this project. And want to use this one for this project. Those who will do it, let them do. Sometimes I wonder, it's like, eh, very soon it's coming. Where you'll be stirred by the Spirit so much. I say, Lord, I love your word. Do you know what you are doing? You are sharing with whoever is teaching you your good stuff. You are saying, thank you for reminding me of who I am in Christ. I want to give a seed for it. Thank you for reminding me that I have a new life in Christ. Thank you for reminding me that I cannot be sick. Thank you for reminding me that I cannot die again. Thank you for reminding me that I have moved from death to life. Thank you for reminding me that I have been separated from the law of sin and death. Thank you for reminding me that I live on with long life. Thank you for reminding me. So you see, you are glad to give a seed for that. You are appreciating the word. I know we'll get there. This is not what we have been taught. So you see people coming like Gary. Because somebody standing here and saying, huh? yes, in, the, in two years' time, tomorrow your life will never be the same again. Hey, patatatatata. Oh, I say the sun will rise and the moon will jump. And when they jump, they will collide. But I say, when they collide, they will not hit your head. Hey, say, meaning, say, voice in the ear will go. Sometimes, when you listen clearly, 
When you listen clearly, you realize that there's some that there's no spirit. Because God hasn't said it. The day I will teach on school of the uh, ministry, you realize that sometimes the programs we organize, we don't organize because Jesus said we should organize. We organize for two purposes, money and crowd. Today, when I was coming, the Holy Ghost showed me Pastor Benny and Yongicho. I put on my status as well. And the Holy Ghost was telling me how they received Pastor Yongicho in heaven. Crowd. The impact he made. But he was not moving. People were leaving their nations to his nation to see what God was doing for him and with him. Look, I just have some encouragement to give you. That you have not wasted time at all. Sometimes the truth must settle because the nonsense has been too much. God must class, um, you know, clear all the nonsense and let the truth lie. You know, impress. So sometimes you might think that you are not making progress, but I tell you, you are heavy. You are loaded. You are heavy. Now, it will get to a point where now your increase becomes very fast. <sighs> but your foundation. There are a lot of people you see them here. There are a lot of ministries. You will see. The foundation has not been graced. And if it is not graced, it's about to be broken. Yeah, you won't hear of them again. There are some prophets, some heavy, heavy duty, heavyweight prophets that I had a dream. And I was passing. And then one of them will hold my shirt. You know, like, like I shouldn't go. I told you, she should come. So in my mind, I was like, ah, but you, like me and you not get that one. But why was he pulling me? One of them, I will go and people love him so much. Because I don't prophesy like they prophesy. It's not because we can't do. Because this left eye can do. But we don't do. Not because we cannot. But the thing is this. You see, when we put your faith in prophecy, you will die quickly. You will stop loving God, I'm telling you. You will love the acts of God and not God himself. It is like today, people love the acts of the Holy Ghost and not he himself. They like the fire. They like the power. They like the wind. They like the water of the Holy Ghost, the fire and everything. But they don't, they don't have relationship with him. You are not different from handkerchief. The Bible says from the body of Paul were what? Aprons and handkerchiefs. The effect of the Holy Ghost entered the handkerchiefs and demons fled. That's what we call the rubbing off of the anointing. So you see, you can have a rub off of the anointing. It will work for you for a while. But it will die out. You must have a relationship. What I'm doing for you guys is to take you deeper from the basis to understand the word for your life. So you can build a relationship for yourself. That's why we do what we do here. Are you with me? Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayman 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. 
and sit under the reign of heaven in our Funessa service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny hyphen L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com You were made to lead from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.